Beloved, welcome to this session of the Missions and Nations Awakening Conference. Hosted by Chimdi and Funka Ohahuna. Every child of God is sent by Christ Jesus to the world to preach the gospel, as such every believer is a missionary by the Great Commission. The Bible says, and Christ Jesus said to them, as you go into all the world, preach openly the wonderful news of the gospel to the entire human race. Whoever believes the good news and is baptized will be saved, and whoever does not believe the good news will be condemned. Mark 16 15-16. Sit back and listen to this next section of the teaching titled, The Art of Selling and Advertising. Jesus is Lord. Aside the blessing and benefits we get from carrying out the Great Commission, which are numerous, you know, I, I, we don't, we're not focusing this teaching on benefits. I've over the years learned not to be teaching benefits. I don't know what I'm saying. Question Is there any benefit bigger than for God commended His love to response? Even yet, being that while we're yet sinners, Christ died. Is there any benefit bigger than that? Is there any benefit of for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son? Now, so I believe it, you should not pray without everlasting life. Is there any benefit bigger than that? Is there any benefit bigger than we already owe the debt that we should have paid? And the payment for that debt was eternal debt. And Jesus came and paid that debt for us. Is there any benefit bigger than that? I think we should focus on the greatest benefit we have ever had. Instead of thinking of all these peripheral, carnal, earthly benefits, benefits of um, so many. Number one. God will give you car. Number two, God will give you wife. Number three, God will give you house. Number four, ah, come on! The benefit of soul winning is that we are saved from eternal damnation. That's the benefit of soul winning. We were saved from what? Eternal damnation. Some people don't spend time on that. Over the years, I've learned not to be doing benefits in my teaching, all those benefits. I remember when I went for a Bible school, when um, a teacher, one of the lecturers was teaching, and he said, You know that the humans are configured to always seek benefits. And then he said, Same benefits, and then I think the benefits of that topic. And I was like, Wow, I can never forget that statement. So, so wow, so we have fine tuned our teaching to what the humans are configured to see. So we are actually marketing. We are actually marketing. Environmental sensitivity is all about. Uh-huh. How to give it to them the way they will accept it. And let me tell you, if the people determine your message, they will soon determine you. I get what I'm saying. So I don't teach the benefit thing. Any, any benefit? There's no benefit that is greater than uh, salvation. There's no benefit. So I don't have the time to teach you any benefits. There are many benefits. You can go and be reading them. <laughs> if that's what you came to do for, go and be, go and be looking for them in the Bible. But I'll tell you the only benefit, the greatest benefit of all, that we are saved from, we are all saved from the eternal damnation. He only knows he was made saved from us. And brother, that's more than enough. Are we together? Yes. All right. Um, so, this, uh, aside these benefits, you know, which I'm not going to teach, the second coming of Jesus is to be immediately is preceded by the Great Commission. The second com- this is a very important issue. Because we are focused on we want to get benefit, we don't focus on the crux of the matter. Now, the second coming of Jesus is to be preceded, uh, immediately preceded by the second by the the, the, um, the 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 Great Commission. Are we together? Yeah. This means that technically, the second coming of Jesus is dependent on our fulfilling distance. 
I said, technically, are you getting what I'm saying? We realized that we are partners with God. And in the previous um, teaching, and we understood that um, the Holy Spirit convicts men. Are you getting what I'm saying? He's poured on men and he convicts men. But for him to convict men, we have to come and preach. Say, how can they get the be no preacher? How can they preach? Not the so for the Holy Ghost, for his conviction to cause salvation in the hearts of men, we have to preach. So if we do not preach, it means we have to, we have to make the Holy Ghost jump from the outpouring to what? Salvation. That means we, are, we, we make him play our role, which he will not play. Rather, he will jump. And how many occasions do we have that? We have rare cases. And I said, most of the times, people that the Holy Spirit had to jump our role to go and do their salvation, he did that because somebody refused to play his role. There are times people have to have personal encounter with Jesus. Some of them, they, at least some of them was have said, I've heard people have preached to me before. Fine. But anybody tell that nobody has preached to me before, and now the person I can, Jesus came. That means he jumped, he jumped our home because somebody was meant to preach, and that person refused to preach. Are you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Praise God forevermore. So technically, the second coming of Jesus is dependent on us fulfilling the tax of the word. Great Commission. Because why? The Great Commission precedes the Second Coming. Are you getting what I'm saying? That means if the, if the Great Commission is not fulfilled, the Second Coming of Jesus will not take place. It's as serious. Technically. Look at Matthew chapter 24 verse 1. It says, And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. Are you getting what I'm saying? So it has to be preached. It has to be preached. As a witness. I get what I'm saying? And then the end shall come. So the end is dependent on the tax. Are you get what I'm saying? Praise God forevermore. Alright, this reveals the magnitude of the Great Commission and how indispensable it is in the plan of God and in the Christian life. It is indispensable. It's indispensable. We should stop playing with it. I get what I'm saying? We should stop playing with it. We should stop playing with it. And it's painful to see that a lot of them will play with it. Furthermore, following the events that have unfolded and keep unfolding, we understand that great numbers of Bible prophecies have been fulfilled. These are pointers to the second coming of Jesus. Are you getting what I'm saying? Great number of prophecies have been fulfilled. Great number have been fulfilled. They have been fulfilled. Let, let, let's look at Matthew chapter 24, verse 4 to 13. It says, And Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive men. And you shall hear of wars and rumors of war. We're not hearing of wars and rumors of war. Even when war, there's no supposed to be war, they will hear the war. Where there's peace, you go and find trouble. Some of them have been, have been chosen by the devil for that assignment. Prophet God read, say, See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Says, For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilence and earthquake in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. So basically, what we are going through now, what the world is going through now, are the beginning sorrows. It's not easy to hear this word. Beginning of so, so we have not even entered the middle of sorrows, but that's at the beginning of sorrows. You see, that's at the all right. Let me not go further. All right, okay. It says, Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you, and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Are you getting what I'm saying? 
He says, and then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. It says, and many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. So the rise, the upsurge of false prophets is, is as a result of the times we're living in. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's a result of the times we're living in. So we, we expected them. We expected them. We anticipated them. Are you getting what I'm saying? So they should not be news to us. They should not be news to us. All right. It says, and because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. The love of many shall what? Wax cold. It says, but he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Are we together? Now we're talking about the end here. The end, the end, the end, the end, the end. Now, due to the above truth, we understand that the times are getting shorter. And evil, as a result, they have to be redeemed before their sin. The times are getting shorter and evil. They are getting shorter and more evil. The Bible says, darkness shall cover the angross darkness of people. So they are getting shorter and they are getting more evil. And what needs to be done at this time is not prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting cannot stop the time from moving. It cannot make them longer. Number two, prayer and fasting cannot stop evil in totality. Are you get what I'm saying? What we are meant to do is that we are meant to redeem the times with urgency. The Bible says in Ephesians 5 verse 6, it says, redeem the time because the day is at hand. We are meant to be redeeming the time because the day is at hand. Are you get what I'm saying? So, how do we reveal the time? We reveal the time by carrying out the gates great commission. Jesus said, Occupy till I come. Occupy till I come. Occupy till I come. Occupy till I come. Don't, 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 don't waste away. Don't waste your time till I come. It's not a time for arguments till I come. It's a time to occupy. It's a time to occupy. The only way we redeem the times is by occupying. Carrying out the Great Commission. Ruggedly and doggedly. Do it to your capacity. Are you getting what I'm saying? Present Jesus in the best way you can. Tell the story of Jesus. Teach the best way you can. Don't go into errors. Don't go into heresies. I remember once somebody came to meet me in, um, in church and she told me, she said, hey, Pastor, please, I was trying to pre- uh, preach the message you preach on Sunday to somebody that was evangelizing to the person. And I told the lady, what's your problem? I said, but what's your problem? How can you be trying to evangelize somebody and you're trying to preach what I preached on Sunday? John 3.16 has not finished. You don't, you don't lift what we do in there to, to outside. Same way we don't expect those do, uh, what we have done outside to be what we'll be doing inside. You don't, you don't change it. When you are inside, I'm maturing you, I'm discipling you. You cannot carry the, the strong meat that belongs to them who, as a result of you, have gained mastery and start giving it to people that are not even babes yet. What's your problem? I try to do that. John 3.16 is there for you to preach. What is there? Quote it. You can quote it. Say it as simple as it is. And I said, you don't do that. You don't do that. And that's a lot of Christians happening. You go online, you are arguing what you are meant to be talking inside church. You are arguing it online, on Facebook. You have a problem. You don't understand the way things operate. It's just like a husband and wife coming to discuss their bedroom matters in the public. And that's where, that's 
even I don't know what has happened to as 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 Paul asked the Galatians, so foolish Galatians, what have bewitched you? We don't come online and we come and serve next to Jessica or whatsoever. We start arguing. We start and you know some people you see you see comment, comment, argument, 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 argument. This is our bedroom matters. Let's not deal with it in our bedroom. If you don't know me online and I don't know you online, then we don't need to argue online. If I don't agree with what you said, we I go to your inbox and we continue the conversation. Now we go on the on the on the message and, and the, you know you know the beautiful thing. These people of the world they put that message that uh, 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 comment corner so they're making us fool ourselves. They say they say they're confused. Yeah. They are confused. Yeah. We told you these people are confused. They are confused. They are confused. They are. They are confused. Yeah. But when 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 they don't want to do that, they will invite you to a a, 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 a room, a room where they can trash the issues. But we were everywhere, trashing, flogging, fighting, quarrelling. I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand. What is meant to be indoor, we bring it outdoor. And what is meant to be outdoor, we now take it indoor. That's why the confusion is everywhere. Because the reason why we have not people arguing online is because they've been sitting down under outdoor teachings, outdoor preachings for years. And so they don't understand indoor teachings. So because of that confusion clash, they have to start throwing everything out, spinning the beans out. If you have sat under indoor teachings, discipleship, where you know that you don't talk matters publicly like that. Somebody asks us a question. We just put posted the scripture, and the person asks us a question on the comment section. And as the person answered the question on the comment section, we we went to the person's um, DM and replied the person, and the person came back. To the comment section and gave us thumbs up and clap. But you that see thumbs up and you see clap, you only see the person's question and see the person's thumbs up and clap. You will not know what transpired. Because of this, we'll have a new understanding of the way things have to be done. We don't understand the difference between preaching and teaching. That's why we are just messing up and missing up everything. Temple. Temple. Yes. Yeah. Understood that preaching is fast talking. You just present. Uh, fast talking is preaching. Yeah. Why teaching is you are number one, number two. You, you build up gradually. And teaching and I say teaching takes time. If I don't think it's take time, teaching takes life. Jesus used three and a half years of his life to teach his disciples. Not preach to them. Exactly. Teaching takes life. Yeah. Teaching takes time. Now, for you to actually teach, remember we, we, have, we have been told that our children are first taught by what they see us do. Before we, before what we, before they see us, uh, before they hear what we say. Children learn by observation. That they see you, they see you, and then they learn by observation, and then they can now start listening to what they have to say. So, teaching actually is lifestyle. That is backed up with words. That's why we, we, we have missed discipleship in the church because the first church understood what discipleship is. They used what they call the didache, didache. And the rabbi was using his house to disciple the people. He had a number of disciples per time. 
That didache was the was the let me say what the blueprint is the curriculum for discipleship. So he had a member of in his house per time who he discipled. He spent he, uh, Polycarp was discipled by John of the Lord. Polycarp actually said, John of the Lord will say, my, my little children. So he used to call them my little children. My little children. You see, John of the Lord always said, my little children in his, in his writings. My little children, if you, um, he, he said, if you sin, or you have an advocate, I write this to you that you may not sin, but if you sin, you have an advocate, Jesus, the righteous one. You know, he, 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 he saw them as his children. So, discipleship actually is a fatherhood thing. You actually have to see them as your children. You have to be you have to be patient with them, and they also have to behave as children. Children don't run away from the house. Children, children. I'm not talking about I'm not talking about wayward picking. I'm not talking about children. I'm not talking about pickings, wayward pickings. I'm talking about children. Children don't run out of the house when daddy flogs them, when daddy corrects them. They may not be happy, but they stay in the house. But if you have to run out of the house. You run out and talk all kinds. Then you now come back. You're not a child. You're not a child. You're not a child. Those experience it when they lift up the kid and the person the child does is to run out of the door. Hey, they will not be happy. Run out of the door and start crying outside. Start back to oh, those kind of children. Yeah. They'll stand outside in where other people are passing and they'll start crying. <laughs> you are not celebrating them. But they start outside and they start crying so as to call attention that man, my daddy wants to beat me. You are not a child. You are you are you are, you are something else. We can't get the definition of what you are. And they'll be crying and crying, and the parents will be ashamed. You see, if it's the parents that are ashamed, you just go back inside. If it's the one that's not ashamed, you are saying outside that let me see if you come back inside this house. So the open show that the child wants you to do, you begin to do it with him. And he says, yes, Let me show the one that you are foolish father. But a father that has wisdom will stay inside, he will go back inside there. He will come back. You know, one guy will longer not beat you. But the most foolish of all is those that, because father carried kids, they now walk away and say they are going to friend's house. Ah! They can't say anything in their friend's house. So they will not sleep three days in their friend's house before they go back. You need deliverance. You are not a child yet. You are not a child. You need deliverance. You know what I'm saying? So, discipleship, the, 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 the rabbi actually takes his people as children. Disciples with his life. Polycarp was so much of an example. Was an example to the people he discipled. I, when I watched the movie, I was like so blessed. Was so much of an example. He saw a girl who was supposed to be sold as a slave. He brought her over and discipled her and trained her. When she was when Polycarp wanted to give himself up, she was crying. He, he, dis, he trained these people with his life. Before words, they were they were good away with a few words. They were with few words. But their life was enough and a piece for you to read. So you disciple with life. You disciple with time. You disciple with words. Everything goes into it. And this person becomes a lifelong disciple. And after years, you don't need to talk. The person just reflects who disciple him. Polycarp was an epitome of love. Because John, the apostle of love, disciple him. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't to talk too much. The, 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 the person who discipled him just shows off in him. But you see, the problem is that we are giving so much attention to preaching and little attention to discipleship. So, we have people who have been used to preaching for 10 years. 
You see, let me understand something. When I wrote Polycarp movie, I saw that he has clothes when he was about going to meet uh, the king for him to present himself. When he was going to die, actually, he told he put the screws together and told them, give them to the disciples. He kept the screws secret. He kept them secret. They transmitted information for coming generations to listen to, to, to have to read. So they, they were people given to this kind of work, and the disciples were just with them. They were with them. They were with them. They, 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 they lived a life that was together with the disciples. They trained these people. So these people were used to this time. But over the time, we have been used to the preaching. Call for 40 minutes and receive 20 minutes of preaching. Because the actual fact is that to do a good teaching, you can't do 20 minutes of teaching. You have to first teach with your life. I get what I'm saying. Use 20 minutes do preaching, and the people go back home with the preaching, and they don't understand what is happening. Those were disciples, they had secret, they were, had, they were like majorly secret meetings. Are you getting what I'm saying? Secret meetings. So you don't come and say what we are doing inside, outside. But you could see the life. But this whole thing has been misunderstood. So that's why it's all messed up. And people can go online and be showing that they have not been disciples. They have been showing that they have not been disciples. And some will say, ah, what do you mean? Is it people are making idols out of men? No, you don't understand what discipleship is. You don't understand what it is. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Alright. In view of this, every disciple of Jesus is to be on his toes, preaching the gospel, and using every available opportunity to do the same. And when there is no opportunity, when made possible by the Holy Spirit, we create the opportunity to do so. We have to be on our top because the times are evil. The second will of the Lord just is getting closer. The times are getting more evil. I get what I'm saying. The end is coming. And we have to be on our toes. We don't have time. We don't have time. We thank God. We thank God for the media. We thank God for the online platforms. You know, we thank God for the online platforms. People are now on the go. They are now on the go. You see, everybody is, every, every um, um, oh, oh, teachers who understand the times are creating apps for themselves. So I get what I'm saying. They are all going online so they can make they can make the gospel readily available. Now we live in a on the go world, a microwave world. Where people don't have time to sit down and watch your preaching on television again. They don't have time to 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 even um, look at your preaching on Facebook. They just only can put it in their ears and put the phone in their pocket and they listen to your podcast and they're on the move. So if you are not using the means made available by the Holy Spirit, how do you reach out? But we must be on our toes, reaching out, preaching where we can preach, teaching where we can teach. When there's no opportunity, ask the Holy Spirit for opportunity. You see, we have been, as a ministry, we keep praying and asking the Lord for out there you've not made jesus your lord and personal savior um i would want to invite you to make this decision It's the best decision you can make in your life and i encourage you to do it now if you want to make this decision please say this prayer after me dear lord jesus i come to you today i know that i'm a sinner i know that you died for me and on calvary's tree you shed your blood to take away my sins jesus i surrender my life to you today i make you my lord and personal savior 
Because you chose me, I choose to serve and follow you all the days of my life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. I pray for you, Lord. I pray for everyone who has made this decision. Thank you for receiving them in the beloved. And thank you for giving them the grace to serve and follow you all the days of their life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. For your love gift of any amount to Grace Life Kami Podcast, kindly use any of our giving channels available to give in dollars. You can send to Universal Merchant Bank Ghana. Account number 033-154-551-2013. Swift code M B G H G H A C to give in CDs. Universal Merchant Bank Ghana. You can send to account number 033-254-551-2017. To give in Naira, you can send to Ecobank Nigeria. Account number 554-102-0592. Also, for further enquiries, you can call us on plus 233-54594-7132. Or, send us an email via ministry at gmail.com. Today, remain ever blessed. Wow. Beloved, thanks for listening to Grace Life Komi Podcasts. We believe that you've been blessed via this episode. We request that you also remain connected to us via our other social media handles on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, and YouTube. We are Grace Life Komi on all these platforms. Also, for more information about the ministry of Pastor Chimdi and Funke Oahuna, kindly visit chimdioahunaministry.org. You can also send us your requests and testimonies via email today through ministry at gmail.com. We are dedicated to feeding your spirit man with spiritual meals that we edify, equip, and engender your growth in the knowledge of God. Remain connected to Grace Life Komi. God bless you. Jesus is Lord.